Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard Entertainment and its games very, very carefully, like hunting falcons in the night. Except I don't think falcons hunt at night because they wouldn't be able to see anything. Owls. Owls are the birds I'm thinking of. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm hosting, and with me this week are two fantastic co-hosts. First up, she's sitting in for Mitch, who's out, I, I don't know, getting thrown in a pool or something. It, who knows what happened? <laughs> uh, Liz, she does everything. She's an editor at the site. How you doing, Liz? What have you been up to? I've been farming field medic items, and I hate it. Yes, that's my game goal. That mage tower. I hate both of them. So yeah, the medic thing is because they're getting rid of first aid in the next expansion, yeah. right? Is it? Yeah, are we? Are we pretty much? We we know that's going to be gone as of next week or so. Whenever the patch drops, free patch. That's yes. it's over. Yes. Okay. So yeah, if you're listening to this live, you have about a week. If you're listening to this on Friday when it when it gets to the site. You've got a few days if you've decided to do that. So just, you know, be warned. There there are groups. Hit the group finder and get grinding. Super fun. Not, from what I understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, also with us this week, as she is every week, because she's the one recording the show, and we pretty much just can't do it without her, uh, Ann Stickney. Ann, what have you been up to this week? Your life is in my hands. No, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a little darker than I was expecting. <laughs> No, um, actually, I just finished doing the same thing that Liz was doing. I gr- finished grinding out Field Medic over the weekend. Um, group Finder, Group Finder, Group Finder, Group Finder. If you're trying to get that achievement knocked out, go to Group Finder, type in Field Medic, because there are literally people grinding for these stupid quest drops in every zone. Um, I did Valshara, like the quest drops in Valshara. I did those solo. And it took me mm-hmm. about a week or so to get all three. And it wasn't like a week of straight farming or anything. It was just like on and off a week's worth of farming to get all three. At which point I said, you know, maybe I should look into this whole group finder thing. <laughs> With the group finder, I was clearing a single zone out of its quest items in an hour. So it's, I think it's we can see weird, the advantages here. Not- I have not had that experience in Group Finder, and I don't know why. Like, if I'm farming solo, I'll get about one an hour, and I spent, like, two or three hours in Group Finder and got zero. And it it felt to me like whoever was looting fastest was getting them, but I'm told they should also be, like, individual loot. They're individual loot. I don't know. It's just up to you. And, of course, you can get get repeats on the drops, which... Azuna was probably the worst for that because I kept getting the same item over and over and over again. And I'm like, I don't need that one. I need the other two. So, and then they finally dropped. So. so this weekend I got seven field medic pages and uh, two of them were new. It's just, it's a nightmare. Terrible. Okami in the chat channel says, hey, is the field medic title usable on any character or just the one that gets the achievement? I think it's every, any character, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I'm only doing I mean, usually it on the achievements. one. Yeah, I'm only doing it on the one usually character. Achievements. I'm only doing it on the one character because I only have the one character with max first aid. Nobody else bothered. But yeah, since I, first aid's going bye-bye, I figured... I'm going to finish clearing out every single last one of these stupid first aid achievements beforehand. <laughs> so at least, you know, I have the legacy versions. <laughs> yeah, to me, this whole thing feels like when they got rid of weapon skill. Mm, yeah, I, I, and... I ground out I ground out every weapon skill I could before it went away. <laughs> really messed up was I had all of them. Uh-huh. 
just because I'm a warrior and you end up hitting lots of things with lots of stuff. So I actually, the only one I didn't have when they announced it was uh, unarmed because I hadn't gotten that many fist weapons. So for like a month, I was just running around using fist weapons for everything. I even tanked with a fist weapon. Oh, see, what I ended up doing was I took my priest, my little cloth priest. Um, I took her to the dark portal to those mobs that used to be out there. The ones that went immune after a certain amount of time. And I just took her staff off and had her start swinging punches at these things that would not die. And yeah, yeah I, I don't have the patience. Heal yourself. Oh well, yeah, it's and I didn't I didn't really need patience because I just right clicked on something and then I went to my other monitor and did other stuff and kind of looked over occasionally. Yep, are you still punching? Yeah, are you dead? Oh, oh, here, let me have you cast a heal on yourself. Ooh, you made it mad, but it's not gonna die. Go ahead and start punching it in the face again. And before I knew it. <laughs> Ah, yes. Achievements are so dumb, you guys. (laughs) All righty. Anyway, we should probably talk about some of those top stories, what we got them there in the internets and all that. Uh, First up, uh, we're going to talk about Overwatch because a lot's going on there. Uh, I had just written one little thing for the email, but Anne jumped in with, oh, this is happening and this is happening. So at this Uh, point, I'm just going to turn it over to Anne. Uh, I guess it's season one's finals, the semifinals. What's going on? The season one playoffs, they start tonight. Um, and they're going to start tonight, continue through next week. And then the grand finals, of course, those are going to be at the Barclay Center in New York, um, which is cool and everything. That's awesome. Really excited. Looking forward to the playoffs. Have missed watching Overwatch League. What's more exciting is that Blizzard this morning announced, along with uh, ESPN, Disney, and ABC, that they are going to be broadcasting the Overwatch playoffs on those channels. Not only are they broadcasting the Overwatch playoffs, they're also broadcasting the Overwatch World Cup and Overwatch League Season 2. So this is like, uh, it's a multi-year agreement, broadcasting agreement. Um, You'll be seeing Overwatch League on TV, on ESPN, and on ABC, and on, um, I think it's Disney XD, or does it have a special name? Is it just Disney XD? <laughs> is it, I don't watch the Disney Channel. I'm sorry. Uh, Disney XD is kind of their teen-focused channel. Okay. All I know is their cartoon lineup, really. So maybe? Okay. So they're going to be showing it on there. They're going to be showing it on ESPN. And by ESPN, I mean it's going to kind of go back and forth between mostly ESPN3, also ESPN News, ESPN2. Um, day one of the finals in New York is going to be broadcast at 7 p.m. on ESPN proper. I look forward to Twitter and all of the dudes on Twitter who are immediately going to start tweeting, what is this? This isn't sports. Where's my sports? I want my sports (laughs) because that's going to be fun. (laughs) It happened with Heroes of the Dorm. I fully expect it to happen here. Um, What I do also expect, though, is that eventually people are going to settle down about this because with season two going to television, um, people are going to have to get used to it. It's going to be on TV. Sorry, guys. I mean, it might not be on the main ESPN channel all the time or anything, but yeah. Uh, They have a full schedule of what's going to show where as far as the playoffs and the grand finals um, on ESPN.com. So for people that are looking for like a schedule of when they can tune in on TV and what channel they need to tune into, you can check that out there. Um, I'm really excited about this because the thing is, is like I've been watching... Oh, for people that are really concerned that this might have like have some kind of negative impact on Twitch, because obviously Twitch has been streaming all of this, uh, this agreement that they came to, it doesn't like 
it doesn't cancel out any previous agreements that they've had. So if you've been watching it on Twitch and you like watching it on Twitch, it will still be available on Twitch. It doesn't cancel out any existing distribution agreements that they've already made. So Blizzard is still set with Twitch and they will be showing stuff on Twitch. It's just they'll also have broadcasts on TV as well. So there's multiple places where you can pick up matches and watch those if you want to. Um, for me, I can't get Twitch to show up on my TV, guys. <laughs> like, I don't, I have an iPad and I'll watch Twitch on the iPad, but I don't have any kind of app or anything that'll let me stream Twitch to my television because I guess my TV's just not that smart or something. I don't know. Um, however, I do have ESPN. Like, I have all the ESPN channels because my dad is super nuts about sports. So all of these stations that they're listing here, I don't think we have Disney XD. I don't know. But we do have all of the ESPN channels. <laughs> so I'm really excited because I can watch it in the big TV in the living room <laughs> instead of the little the little iPad monitor. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I admit that I've got... I've got Twitch on my uh, Xbox, so I can watch it on my TV. But yeah, for people who don't have a console, yeah, or who don't have, you know, it's it is a cool thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is like, this is a really big deal though, because ESPN. I mean, ESPN has showed esports before. Obviously, they showed Heroes of the Dorm. Um, I believe they've shown some, like, League of Legends stuff. I know that they've shown like a bunch of like the Capcom Cup Street Fighter. The, the finals for that um, the ESPN article also li lists the Evolution Fighting Game Championships I don't know what those are and I never saw them on ESPN <laughs> but they sound fascinating and I wish I had caught them when they were airing but these were like little little like it was like championship series so it was there for like an episode or two like they had one or two maybe three broadcasts or whatever of the event and then it was gone it wasn't an actual like esports series or anything like that, or esports season. Like they didn't broadcast a full season. This is the first time they've done something like that. So this is kind of um, it's like the first step to seeing like esports on TV regularly. I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see if like Overwatch League can kind of hold the attention and hold the ratings and keep doing it. I feel yeah, like well, if it, yeah, if any game was gonna, you'd think this would be the one that was. Yeah, I feel like if any of them are going to, it's going to be this one because they've put in so much to production value, just the, just the sheer amount that they uh, of attention to detail and everything else that they put into production and making sure that what you're seeing on the stream is a really polished production and looks like a really professional setup and everything. Um, to me that just kind of speaks volumes. So yeah, I think if anything, if anything is going to break that barrier, this is it. So we'll see. All right. Uh, another thing we should probably mention going on right about now, actually speaking of esports, is the mm -hmm. war Chrome skins are now available for heroes of the storm. Uh, those are the Rainer, Asmodon and Nazebo, which the witch doctor from Diablo three, they each have their own special skins for the war Chrome, uh, skins for the uh the, the mad max type thing they're doing you know the one i'm talking about um i'm looking at him right now and the rainer one is fascinating because it's like he's some kind of robot ghost rider <laughs> uh with a flaming skull head type helmet on and yeah it comes in multiple colors but it's it's still pretty rainery so yeah there's that the hell dorado which is his bike that's that's fascinating and kind of crazy right there there's there's various color palettes for each there's like there's kind of a molten lava one, a straight-up fire one, and a kind of ghostly fire one for Rainer. Uh, Nazebo has what they call the diesel speaker, the hex plug diesel speaker, 
and the neon diesel speaker, which is basically just various different colors. The neon one is kind of a blue. The hex plug one is kind of red, and the diesel one is just kind of diesel. Doesn't really have a specific I color. Really I really dig the Asmodan skin. Yeah, that's the vile one, I believe it's called. There's the Dominus vile skin, the Machinus vile skin, and the Hazardous vile skin, which is like bright yellow. And yeah, it's it it's definitely like, feels wow. It feels like Mad Max there. It, it does because it's it's like Asmodan has had his various limbs kind of hacked off here and there, and they've been replaced with mechanical robot parts. And it just they're like they don't look like brand new shiny robot parts these are like beat up busted pieces of metal and things like that he looks like i don't know it's like mad max meets american pickers or something i have no idea it's just it's it looks really cool um he wouldn't he wouldn't look out of place as a bad guy in a fallout game let me put it that he way he would not he would not absolutely not i'm not sure what i think about the road chariot mount but i really love the Helderado mount the one with the it's got like yeah flames the horn bike. yeah the bike i i love that mount in particular because it's got like this skull mounted to the front of it and then the horns the on machine the skull. gun in the mouth yeah. yeah the horns on the skull or the handlebars and then he's got this machine gun that's just like <laughs> coming right out of his mouth i'm like yeah i can get behind that i like that it's a weird it's well i, could, I shouldn't call it weird it's just it's a different kind of aesthetic and i mean they kind of introduced this last year when they did something similar with a, a few of the other characters this is not the first in this style of skins that we've seen um well, they did one for garage last yeah. year I believe. Yeah, yeah the garage Gar- one from last year was just it was it was amazing. I, I liked that skin a lot too. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any lore stuff come out about any of this though. So oh, I'm no, assuming last, that this is just like a cosmetic thing. There's no lore. Last lore stuff they did was the Alterac Pass stuff. That was the last time they worked in their meta story. I don't know when the next meta story stuff will be coming out, but they're still doing um, updates like this or, you know, that have just models. You were saying, Liz, I'm sorry. I, I have not looked in game but usually if you look in game every time you select a skin the skin has like a description of some kind which is weird story stuff yeah but uh, they're not doing the they, they have their new yeah. metal lore they've added in and that's not what they're doing this time also weird <laughs> yeah this one doesn't have like an event tied to it or anything there's no comics so. or anything coming out with it it's just it's purely a cosmetic pack but it's a really cool cosmetic pack and you can pick it up now so I like and- that there are also some other skins they rolled out, like fell-themed skins. There's like a grab bag of skins, but I think the War Chrome ones are definitely the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right about now, though, we're going to kick it over to Anne because she has some stuff to talk about really fast. Hi. If you enjoy our show, you should consider checking out Curiosity Stream at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. With Curiosity Stream, you can watch over 1,500 science, history, tech, and nature documentaries wherever you happen to be. It's sort of like Netflix, but it's just for documentaries and education. Don't let that fool you, though. A lot of the stuff that's on there is actually pretty cool. I most people I keep, don't think yeah. of documentaries as cool, but I really enjoy watching them. You know what I mean? I keep wanting to stand for the uh, the history of English when I was watching. Yeah. Because uh, that one's really good. Uh, I was really what excited is that by one about? it. Is it just language? It's literally history of the English language. Yeah. It's just like, how did we get English? You know, wh- where does it come from? What are its, you know, antecedents? What are its, you know, how did it develop? It's it's actually one of the best parts about it. and all of that. Yeah. One of the best things about it was when it's talking about, you know, like old English and how it formed. And it's, it is a really, it's just strangely engrossing to see people just discussing how the words you're using to talk about something developed. Uh, and, By you know, using the words that developed. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it, it's one of my, 
It's one of my favorites. So yeah, I'm going to say if you get you should get Curiosity Stream just to watch that. Okay. Well, you can try the service with a one-week free trial, and subscriptions start at just two ninety-nine a month. They do add new shows every week, so it's kind of worth sticking around. They have a bunch of different categories that you can choose from, too. There's, like, the more standard sort of historical documentaries, and then there's stuff that's, like, specifically about art or specifically about music or specifically about biology and life. Whatever you're interested in, they have it there. <laughs> um Again, you can find Curiosity Stream at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity, and every new subscription helps support our show and everything that we do. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, one thing we should probably talk about, since we were talking about some non, you know, some, some kind of <laughs> esportsy stuff, is let's talk about Duelers Guild, which is coming in Battle for Azeroth. We did a post about it this week, and they just announced it like this week, didn't they? Like yeah. I hadn't heard about it before. It, yeah, this is kind of a new thing that they came up with, and I'm kind of fascinated with it because... Um, well, we have, uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. War mode? Brawlers? No. Brawlers, Brawlers Guild? Guild. We have the Brawlers Guild. And the Brawlers Guild, you go in and you go in on one-on-one fights against various, like, specially designed and, and balanced, like, NPCs and situations. And you do that in kind of like a free-for-all thing and everybody can watch you do it. This sounds like a version of that. But instead of playing against an NPC, you are playing against another player which to me I'm like yeah okay I could get behind this I don't think I'm going to participate in it but I would like to watch it I would like to and watch people yeah. beat the snot out of each other sure I used to do that for hours in front of Orgrimmar and Ironforge <laughs> back in vanilla <laughs> they built that in what's really interesting is they built in you can watch from the get go there's a spectator mode built into Duelers Guild there's an NPC right there uh, both of the the Horde the Horde one is in a Darazalar um, and the Alliance Desire one's also Lord. in Darazalar. Yeah, they're both Desire in Darazalar. Uh, no, they're not. The, the, the Alliance one's in Baralis. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that joke, and I don't know why. But um, yeah, you, you go to the, you basically go to where the, uh, the your your war table is for whichever faction you're leading, and there's an NPC who you can basically go up to and sign up for Duelers Guild. You have to have war mode enabled. Um, but what's really interesting is if you don't want to do it, you don't want to fight, but you want to watch people fight, that's built in. You can just sign up and you can be a spectator. They have spectator mode from the get-go. I don't <laughs> just walked up to him and go, hi, I don't want to beat anybody up, but I'd like to watch <laughs> the chaos. Can I do that? And they're like, yes, yes, you can. It's great. And it's not It's not just a stock duel. It's not like in the old days when you would just you know hit the duel flag. You have to go sign up. And you don't, in order to actually win and get the achievements, you have to win three matches. Like you, you, you're signed up for three fights. You fight three other players. And it's back to back uh, to back. Yeah. It's, there's like a very little amount of time between them. It's not enough time for your cooldowns even to reset. So you have to be kind huh. of strategic about what you do. If you just go into your first fight and you, you know, throw up all your cooldowns and you just burn the eye down, that's great. But that means you won't have it for the next fight and you're going to be fighting that's... three people. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like PVE. Like, if you're doing a Mythic Plus dungeon, it's like you want to save those cooldowns for when you're sure you need them. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a different way of doing this kind of thing. In that, in order to get the achievements, you, you have to, like, win three matches consecutively, and you only get three matches. So if you're doing you're doing your fight and you lose the middle one, well, you still got another one you got to do, but you're not going to get the achievement, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. You can't um, just win the series. You have to sweep, guys. So it's only for one specific achievement, but that achievement counts for the overall achievement. Like it's a, it's meta. So you have to like, there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff going on with this. And it's not, 
you can't just go with a friend and, and duel them and beat them because th- they're queuing up same as you and it's a blind queue. It's not, you, you can't. It's like the Brawler's you, Guild. When you queue up yeah. for the Brawler's Guild, you don't know really know who's going to be next. There's just like a number that says, yeah, hey, I, you are such and such in the queue or whatever. Uh, um, and I imagine this is kind of a random draw. What I really like here, though, is that like with the Brawler's Guild, you can get a, a title out of this. You can get the t- contender title. Um you have to complete a bunch of achievements to get the contender title, but you can do that. Um, and there's also a tabard available. If you win 50 duels, you get a unique tabard for it. And the tabard actually looks pretty cool. I'm not usually one for tabards, but this one is black <laughs> and gold, and it's really pretty. Yeah, it's, we've come a long way from the old days when you wanted to buy that says t- tabard, sorry. To that says, wow on it. You know I'm going to do that every time. <laughs> Can't help it. It's just how I do. But yeah, it's not like the one that we used to get back in the day that has "Wow" on the front in big letters. I still can't believe that was ever actually one <laughs> they put the in the game. That was the original. That was the original tabard. Yeah, uh, back I've got in the that day one. with the honor system, they had that big competition before they uh, rolled out the honor system and they introduced uh, battlegrounds. This is way back in classic. They had this big competition. And everybody went out to Terran Mill versus South Shore because that's where everybody was PvPing at. And whoever racked up the most kills on each respective faction on each respective server got this tabard that was like supposed to celebrate their their prowess as a PvPer or whatever. I knew the guy who won it on my server on the Horde side. He was a Shadow Priest and he was such a terror out there on the <laughs> battlefield. Like he would just run through and dot everything in it. And of course he was an undead priest, <laughs> an undead shadow priest, which was so OP back then. But he he won. He was really excited because he won and then he got his tabard in the mail and he put it on and it was that hideous pink tabard with the blue <laughs> wow on it and he puts it on and he goes, "This is garbage." And then he never wore it again. <laughs> it's fair. That's a fair response. Oh, that was fun. But yeah, so the Duelers Guild, I'm really looking forward to this because it's, it's just, it's like, oh, okay, this is, they're going, they're going all in with the PVP changes this time around. Because between this and war mode, it's just, it's like the whole thing got an overhaul. Yeah, Um, it's a pretty extensive change around. I'm interested in seeing how it all plays out. War mode feels like kind of a natural extension of the the zone scaling stuff they've done it's just you can do whatever you want whenever you want just turn it off you know yeah with war mode at least you have to go back to your capital city to turn it on and off so you yeah. can't just turn it off because you're losing a fight but they right. do it it does definitely go along with the whole idea of scaling zones and letting people just hit stuff as they can it does definitely have what, a kind of feel like what that. i really appreciate about it though with war mode in particular I like the fact that they are essentially getting rid of PvP servers because Mm -hmm. one of those big issues that people have had about playing World of Warcraft and it's just been consistent over the years there are always these people that are on PvP servers. They don't want to be there but that's where their friends are at so they kind of have to be there because they can't and there's only so much that Cross Realm stuff can do right? Well now they can play with their friends on whatever server they want. And if they don't want a PVP, they don't have to turn war mode on. If they do, they can turn war mode on and it'll put them all together. I'm really excited about this. I don't know if I'm actually going to do war mode stuff myself, but I like that that's an option now. You know what I mean? I'm going to, 
I'm going to experiment with it some to see, like, you know, because one of the problems with testing it on the beta is you only have the beta player pool to determine how mm-hmm. crowded it is and how, how hard it is to actually level and what effect it has. So I want to see it on live, but I'm going to play with it because I am interested. And if it actually provides me with a fun experience, then yay. And if it doesn't, well, like, find out. <laughs> I might go war mode for live leveling and battle for Azeroth just because I play a rogue and I can stealth everywhere and hide like a little chicken anyway. So <laughs> See, I don't I'm... have to worry about it too much. I've, I've decided that I want the hippo mount. It's an alliance reward for doing a ton of PvP. So it sounds like I'm getting in on the PvP stuff this, this year. Even though it that's is an adorable actually... mount. I love it. I'm going to write it everywhere until I find something I like better. You know, that's how Um, that's how it goes. But yeah, we should probably also talk about another thing, which is a different game entirely. But um, I just love the name of this game so much that I don't even care. Uh, The 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 Boomsday Project, which is the next Stone expansion. Oh my gosh! And uh, that dropped yesterday. Yeah. There's a video out um, starring Dave Kosak. Uh, as a mad scientist, if you were worried that with Ben Brode leaving, they weren't going to do crazy videos anymore, worry no longer. Uh, because if you want to watch, you know, uh, Dave Kosak scare you and also educate you, <laughs> that's that's what he did. That that's the video for for Boomsday Project. Kosak was in the last big reveal video, the Witchwood reveal video, and he was he's definitely the main source of crazy here. Yeah, uh, I I I'll be honest. You guys both played in, in BC. See, we, we all know who Dr. Boom is. Mm. But I did not see Dr. Boom getting a Hearthstone expansion happening in 2018 <laughs> or ever. I mean, one thing is he has a Hearthstone card that was uh, released much earlier. It may have even been in the standard set, the classic set, the first one. And it was like this really popular, really powerful legendary card. And it's kind of become a thing. Except it's been retired to wild mode, so you can't use it in standard decks now. So I can I can see him coming back because he was this card and he was really popular. And also, he's just an excuse to do some weird mad scientist stuff, which they are apparently all in on. Yeah, I mean, they did the, was it Gnomes and Goblins or Goblins and Gnomes? Or I forget the name of the. the oh my section. gosh, I always, I always get it, it was mixed Goblins up. I also versus get, Gnomes. Goblins versus Gnomes, I, okay. I also get kobolds and catacombs mixed up. It's like, is it catacombs, catacombs and kobolds? No, no, that's not it. Yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever. It's an expansion. Yeah, they did that one a while back, so this is kind of a return to form in a way. It sort of brings a lot of that stuff back, although it's completely different. But, you know, that's I mean, Hearthstone's way. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the Hearthstone stuff, it's like, it's goofy as heck. Yeah, that's, you know, hey, I, I, I believe I'm on record as saying I wish WoW had a little bit more of the Hearthstone feel to it. If nothing else... One of the things they can do in Hearthstone they can't do in WoW is they can just pick an area and just expand it. Uh, we can yeah, see Gilnaeus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was... that was. You wrote the breakfast topic this morning, didn't you, Rossi, about yeah. Hearthstone stuff? Yeah, I did. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people responded that Gadgetan. Yeah, I mean, that, Which, the Gadgetan in the game, the Gadgetan in Hearthstone is a crazy noir... It's like a... It's like Azeroth's version of Las Vegas, but the Las Vegas from crime movies, not the actual Las Vegas. <laughs> and so. there's a whole gangster theme and different factions, and it's it's nuts and it's beautiful. Even and, if they yeah. didn't do that with Gadgetsan, I would like to see them bring in, um, uh, oh my gosh, the under... Undermine? Undermine. I would like them to bring in Undermine and treat the Goblin Capital like that. 
Because yeah, be if anybody's yeah. going to pull off a really scuzzy version of Vegas, <laughs> like an Azra, it's the goblins. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just going to happen. <laughs> and I kind of want to see that. I'm like, oh, that'd be good. If it was done on the same scale as like Suramar and Morales and that. Can you imagine that? Oh, my that? God. It would be so oh good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see that in game. Yeah, let's make that happen. Come on, Blizzard. But yeah, so that, that that's happening right now. That happened yesterday. Mind, if you're listening to this, so. yeah, I was gonna say and, uh, they uh, had the announcement trailer yesterday, and then today they had they actually had an, <laughs> they had an animated episode that came out. Because the thing is, well, is, like yesterday's promo, it ended with like the intern getting ported to Netherstone. Only he's animated yeah. now, and then today kind of yeah, continued he got that sucked into a portal. Yeah, today kind of continued that. Um, and it's like a, a, a just a little animated short, and they introduced one of the cards that's going to be in the pack. Um, the cards are crazy. Like the cards that they have been putting out there already are completely the cards nuts. Are already are always crazy. Yeah, but people are already like, coming okay. up with cheap ways to get. A, <laughs> you know. People always do. No, if you're talking about those things I posted in chat earlier, those are those are terrible ideas. Don't. Oh, absolutely terrible like, ideas, but they sound like fun. <laughs> so, like, there's this one card. I think it's a rogue card. And it's, like, oh, my God. It's You play it, and you immediately draw the rest of your deck. You draw your entire deck. And the thing is, I don't think either of y'all play a lot of Hearthstone. But the thing is, once you, like, you can only have so many cards in your hand. And once you hit that number, any other card you draw is destroyed. And once you run out of cards, you take fatigue damage every turn, <laughs> an increasing amount of fatigue damage every turn <laughs> until you die, basically, or you kill your opponent. So it's nuts because I can see some like use if you're like, if you played that card, game. you would be playing an immediate race against time to finish off your opponent yeah. before they kill before fatigue it's, damage killed. That one's um, it, I believe it's Myra's unstable element. I think so. Yeah, but it's like a pure. I don't know. It feels like a desperation card that you play late game because you like you have to get this key card out of your deck or you're out of cards or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a viable card in the meta but it's hilarious yeah a lot of the ones that they are introducing and kind of proposing are just like they're weird they're weird cards and this is exactly the kind of expansion that they would fit in <laughs> because it's weird science it's it's weird science hearthstone edition and i know like it's weird not having ben brode around <laughs> it really is but ben brode was kind of like this jovial force of nature Dave Kosak is like this manic mad scientist and you can totally he's, see why and how. <laughs> he's a glorious crazy person. And he, he is. He's he was so like this, funny. <laughs> he was like this in the witch would reveal stuff too. He's yeah. He's really enthusiastic and he's totally He's always committed. been like this though guys. Like the day that Deathwing came those quests in the Badlands that was Dave Kosak. So like this is this is just how Kosak operates. <laughs> And he yeah, fits, and he's he, he suits Hearthstone so well. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's a perfect fit. So what's going on with pre-orders with this thing, Liz? Do you know? Um, yeah. So you, I'm not totally happy with the pre-order situation, but you get some cool extras. The thing is, with the Witchwood, the last expansion, they did this amazing pre-order deal 
where previous pre-orders before the Witchwood, you would pay $50 and you would get 50 packs, which is a good deal compared to buying packs one at a time. But for the Witchwood, they did you pre-order 50 packs. You pre-order for $50 and you get 70 packs. Wow, this is awesome. Except in this expansion, they're going back to the old way of you pay $50 and you get 50 packs but you also get one random golden legendary, which is, okay, legendaries are nice, but I kind of don't care that they're golden or not. And um, so there's $50 for 50 packs and, like, a card back and a golden legendary. Or you can pay $80 for 80 packs, which also has its own golden legendary and its card back but also comes with a new warlock hero, Mecha Draxus. So it's like oh. Draxus, except he's a robot. Oh, no. There's, there's a big mech thing. But it's like, oh, it's $80. That's a lot. It's a dollar a pack, which is not a bad deal It is deal a dollar anything, a pack, which but... is not... It's a good deal. But for the Witchwood, they gave a better deal. And now they're back to this dollar pack thing. And I'm kind of like, nah, this is less exciting. It's still $80 for 80 packs yeah. of cards. And, and when I mean, you look at Battle for Azeroth... Is... Uh, well, when you look at Battle for Azeroth, that's like an entire expansion and everything. And that's what, like 60 yeah. For like the base yeah. set and everything, it's like ooh, uh. I mean, on uh, one hand, uh, so many cards to play with. On the other, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I, I think yeah, it's a lot of money. So I don't know. I don't know if I want the and the. I mean, the thing is, that's the only way to get the Draxus hero. You pay the eighty dollars. So I'm kind of. Oh, I have to him. say this. I just have to say it. Mm. Um. It's almost. It's going to be worth it as long as someone makes the uh, MC Volaron version of the song where it's "You Face Mecha Jaraxis." <laughs> oh my gosh! That's all I can I think can't of wait now. Wait to see if that's actually a thing. It may be a thing because Mecha, it's Hearthstone. Mecha Eridar, Lord of the Mecha Burning Legion. <laughs> These heroes are just cosmetic. So you could also think of it as if you buy a cosmetic hero in the game, because most of them are purchases. They're ten dollars each. So you're basically paying $70 for 80 packs and you're also paying $10 for this hero. You could think of it like that. Uh, but I Smart. haven't thought of the, vo- of the voice lines because each hero has unique voice yeah, lines that's for the everything thing. they say. And so that means we're getting Mecha Jaraxxus voice lines. So which are- Mecha Jaraxxus isn't a Hang on, wait a second. So Mecha Jaraxxus isn't a card. It's the hero? No. Yes. You t- so they're like... It's like an alternate warlock skin. It's an alternate warlock you can play. So, yeah, so there sort are... of like having Alaria and or having um Yeah, it's Leandrin. like that. It's, not, it's not well, at least not that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, by my understanding, it's like a cosmetic replacement for your warlock hero. Okay. All right. I'm just I'm sorry. I just want to hear trifling gnome. Your arrogance shall be your undoing. <laughs> now I'm I am super looking forward to that. That ought to be interesting. I wonder if they'll just take like his existing voice lines and put them through some kind of mechanical filter. <laughs> it's auto tuned, but it's like you know, it's like auto tuned, terribly auto tuned. <laughs> of course, the the other thing is um, like eighty packs. That's a lot of packs. Like uh, last expansion, I bought the seventy packs, and I felt like I got so many cards that I just really did not need to buy any more packs to get a really solid card collection that I could play 
decent games in the meta with. So, and like, honestly, I've just saved my gold instead of buying packs this year. So I think if you get 80 packs, you can just like not buy more packs, which is kind of nice, but $80. Here's my question, and I don't think this has came up in the trailer, and I don't think it's come up in any of the promo material just yet either. Does this come with a new, like, adventure thing, single-player adventure thing, or no? Yes, it does. They did not talk about it. Okay. But it's on the website. It's it's some kind of puzzle lab, I think is what it's called, puzzle something. It's So you go in, it's like Dr. Boom's lab, and you're running into all of these experiments, or you're doing these experiments. And um, so like you have different challenges to face. Like there's one for defeating your opponent in a single turn. And there's one for creating an exact mirror of your opponent's board. So like your opponent has these minions out and you have the same minions out in the same positions on the board. So they've only, they've it's on the website. They haven't talked about it. Okay. But it looks interesting. See, I, I like their single of- player stuff. I don't really do arena play or anything like when I when I go play Hearthstone, and it's very, very rare that I play Hearthstone, <laughs> but when I go play Hearthstone, I just want to dink around by myself and play some cards. It's like firing up Solitaire on my PC, right? <laughs> Only nobody does that. At, well, my dad does that, but my dad is like 80-something <laughs> years old. So, of course, he does that. But, like, it, it's like that. I don't really have, like, a vested interest in trying to earn ranks or any of this other stuff. So, like, the adventure material stuff, I like that. I like that stuff a lot. So that's why I was wondering, because it didn't get mentioned in the trailer yeah. anywhere. That's cool that they're coming out with a new thing, though. Uh, I'm not really sure what I think about it because the last, like the the monster hunts in the Witchwood, were so story based and really neat because you had unique heroes who had their own unique flavors, and like each hero, you would go through and fight random heroes, and then at the end, you would fight a boss that was unique to your hero and had you had unique dialogue lines, and it was really a little story that played out in a card game. And once you won the match with every hero, you went on to a boss, a final boss, that you fought with all four of the heroes from Monster Hunt. And it was just this really cool storyline. And I don't see that story aspect in this new ex- in the new expansion. But they haven't talked about it. Maybe it'll be more like that. And I just don't know yet. Either way. Maybe um, you're going to be the intern desperately trying to escape. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. Get me out of here. (laughs) It could basically be like Portal, but in Hearthstone. (laughs) That'd be cool. Okay. (laughs) You just realize now there's going to be a BlizzCon where they actually make the audience attempt to escape a laboratory now. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, we should probably, I guess at this point, we're pretty much done up on news, except that one thing we mentioned really fast is that, yes, as of right now, if you're listening, the pre-patch did not drop this week. Uh, that was yesterday it would have, so it didn't. So it's likely to drop next week. So if you are counting down for anything, expect it with next week or the week after, probably. I would. I'm My money's on next Tuesday. That's where I'm going with it. Yeah, ditto. Get your stuff done. Get it done. Yeah, if you've got anything you, you're you doing because they're going to take it out, uh, like the Mage Tower or uh, doing... I guess you I know. should get around to doing that. I haven't done it. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard on the Mage Tower, but I'm also so discouraged. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. So yeah. That's pretty much that's it for news, so we're going to move on to do some emails. If you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. 
Uh, Anne reads them for us, so she's going to read them for us now, if she doesn't mind. I'm going to jump down to the last one because it's actually really relevant with what we just said. This is from Thildor from Europe, who says, Hi, what is this Mage Tower challenge you keep talking about? <laughs> Sincerely, Thildor. <laughs> this is actually hard uh, to answer. Um, you, you, the Mage you Tower pour, is... Yeah. Okay, the mage, tower, the mage Tower challenge is basically on the Broken Shore at max level... There's a quest chain that you can go through that is a class-based quest chain. Um, it's an extension of your order hall campaign. When you finish it, an option will open to go to the mage tower on the Broken Shore and talk to the NPC there. And you can go finish up that little quote-unquote storyline by beating up the last boss. Um, it is a class and spec-based encounter. And it will require every it it will require every trick that you have in your toolkit to complete. These aren't when that when we say that it's a challenge, it's actually it's very much a solo player challenge. Um, They are kind of beat your face against the wall. Um, You get I think it's like is it one free attempt? I don't know if it's one free attempt, but multiple attempts. I don't know if they're doing. I don't know if they're doing free attempts anymore. Okay, well if you go in, you got yeah. Yeah. When, when you go in to do the challenge or whatever, it's a hundred nether shards. You can get nether shards all over the Broken Shore from doing any of the world quests out there, or just go talk to There's... a little squidgy guy in the cave underground, and you can take your chances with the treasure boxes. But a hundred nether shards. Also, there's also a mission table mission that will give you seventy five hundred nether shards. Except it takes a couple of days to run. So if you are if you need nether shards, you can do that too. Yeah, but the nether do shards it now. The nether shards take, literally, you could probably breathe really heavy somewhere on the broken shore and come up with the 100 <laughs> nether shards. So it's really kind of like a yeah. negligible uh, sort of mention, Yeah, we mentioned uh, the invasions as well for nether shards. Yeah. They drop a bunch. They're really good. Like I said, you could go to the broken shore and just breathe really heavy and 100 nether shards will fall on you from somewhere. Um, they're not that hard Except- to pick up. But except the other thing is I'm on like my 40th try of the mage tower so that's, you don't just it does zoom stack up quick yeah it it's not yeah, something yeah. when I said like I said when we say challenge we mean challenge it's something you're going to want potions for it's something you may want to flask for you want to make sure that you've got really good gear you want to make sure that you've got really good food um wowhead has a rundown of all of the different strategies for every encounter and every spec um yes it's a pretty good guide it's a pretty great guide actually so if you want to know more about what you should be doing with your particular spec and what kind of legendaries are optimal or what kind of gear is optimal you know what should your strategy be going into this encounter go check out wowhead for that um and you definitely want to read a strategy first because it's not intuitive it's complicated and you will do so much better if you know what you're getting into it's just like a raid boss yeah you don't want to go in blind it's a solo raid boss essentially yeah (laughs) yeah but uh it's worth it and when you finish the mage tower challenge if you complete it you get a special appearance for your artifact now you can get different versions of that special appearance by completing other challenges and you can do that after Battle for Azeroth launches. However, the initial Mage Tower appearance that you need to unlock all of this, you can only get it in Legion, which means you've only got until 8.0 comes out 
either next week or the week after yep. to get your hands on this appearance before it's gone for good. You are looking at the minimum six days and at the maximum 13 days Yep. before this is gone. Yep. So, so if it's something that you're interested in, go ahead and start grinding that out now. Um, I keep meaning to do it, and then I'm like, oh, but there's so many other things I can do, like grind out Field <laughs> Medic, which has no bearing on anything whatsoever. I don't know. I'm still kind of waffling on whether or not I really want to complete it. I mean, I kind of do just to say that I have, but at the same time, it's like I never use the artifact appearances as it is right now. I always transmog something else on top of them because I personally find them kind of garish. <laughs> Some of them are cool. Some but, of them are cool. And like yeah, there's like a couple that I find that are really cool. And I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to go in and do the assassination one just because that's the kind of rogue that I play. And <laughs> I kind of want to go in and do the outlaw one because I like the fencing foils. I think those look really cool. But those are really cool looking. I agree. Other than that, I'm like, I don't know if I can be bothered. You know, I honestly, I honestly can't say I like any of the warrior ones. Yeah, I wanted to, but. Nah. It's the the druid one is kind of cool because the appearance that you get the sh- like the shape shifting appearance that looks really cool. But again, it's one of those things where it's like I don't know if it's worth it. If I had cared enough to level my palette in this expansion, I'd probably want to do the ret and holy ones. Is that the one with those... the flail? Uh, no, that's the tank uh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, protection has a flail, which is also really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I'll never play a protection paladin; it will never happen. But I, I, my paladin is Red Holy, and I if I bothered to level him, I would probably want to get those. But I'm not going to get him to level one ten in <laughs> in a week. <laughs> so Thildor, Thildor, I'm going to try real hard to get the Holy Paladin one, but I don't know if I can. My Holy Paladin isn't super geared. So, Thildor, that should answer your question about that. Um, and if you have been up to this date marvelously unconcerned with the idea of alternate artifact appearances, you can just go ahead and ignore it. <laughs> but if you'd like to get it done, thing, you should probably get on that, like, now. One thing I would recommend is, even if you're kind of, eh, whatever, on the artifact appearance, I would go and read the strategy and give it one try. Because some of them are a lot easier than others. Like the healing challenge is really it's like a tough seven stage challenge that takes like 20 or 30 minutes to get through. But not all of them are like that. Some of the DPS challenges, like the Windwalker Monk DPS challenge is like, okay, you run into a cave and you kill two, two guys and you're done. And it's like, okay, really? <laughs> really? I mean, it's hard, but... It's like you run and you kill two guys and it's like on my healer spec, it's a seven stage half hour adventure. And if you fail at any point, you start over. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on to another email here. Um, Just as a side note, because this does have like a brief spoiler in it. I'm going to state for the record that tomorrow is July 12th, which makes one month since before the storm has come out. So um, we're going to just be talking about before the storm spoilers, guys. Sorry. It's 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 been a month. <laughs> if you haven't gotten the book in the past month or so, maybe go get that. But but we're we're not gonna we're probably not gonna slap spoiler warnings on stuff for that anymore. Um. Anyway, this email is from Ya Friendly Gnome Tuck. Tuck is a good name <laughs> for a gnome who says, "Hey, a watchers, Tuck Finn. Oh, Tuck Finn. That's even better. No warrior from Warm Rest Accord." <laughs> 
Shout out to Wormrest. I have two questions I was wondering. What could Sylvanas's fate... Wow. Tuck, you, you need to learn how to write your questions a little bit better. I'm trying to read this and my eyes are crossing. Okay. I have two questions. I was wondering what could be Sylvanas's fate in Battle for Azeroth. I know you can't predict the future, but what if Sylvanas gets redeemed like Kalia? Could that be possible? Or could the Lich King bring back Uther from the dead? Or could he somehow bring back Arthas? <laughs> Thanks, you friendly know. Tuck, you also need to work on your counting skills because that was definitely more than two questions, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna do count count really the question do. marks. I'm going to just really do something I really do and just give you yes or no's on some of these. But Okay. First one, not going to happen. Second one, no, uh, no, and no, no, to all of it, no. Uh, but to be more exact, Arthas, Arthas is real dead. Arthas, Arthas is gone. Is like, Arthas is, dead. Arthas has left the building. <laughs> Arthas is, Arthas is someplace very far away where there is only darkness and there is no bringing, Arthas is just gone. Sorry. I, I, I'm going to give Warcraft credit for one thing. They very rarely bring people back and... Even when they do, it's usually not actually the same person. So when we got Gul'dan back, it was a different, even more evil Gul'dan. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the same Gul'dan again. Here's what I appreciated. This is this is what I appreciated. Right? They did bring Illidan Stormrage back. They brought him back for this expansion. However, he didn't really get a satisfactory storyline in Burning Crusade. He was just the punching bag at the end of a raid. And he had like two very minor, two or three very minor appearances, but there wasn't really anything about his story or what he was doing or why he was in the box. Like none of that was answered in Burning Crusade, even though the dude's picture was on the box and he featured in the trailer. <laughs> he just, he didn't play a big part in anything. So I was okay with the idea of them bringing Illidan back because suddenly he got the story treatment that he needed and now he's off somewhere in the sky punching Sargeras in the face for eternity <laughs> and that's fine that's an okay send off for Illidan Stormrage I'm alright with that Arthas got his story like the entirety of Wrath was really focused on Arthas and the end of that was that cinematic up on the frozen throne when you when you defeated the Lich King and it was very clear that this was the big the end for Arthas, and I thought it was very appropriate. So I don't see them bringing him back. Yeah, it's it's not very likely. Let me put it that way. Could They could always make anybody de they want do anything. I mean, they're writing the game. If they decide that they wanted to have Uther show up tomorrow, hey, guys, I'm an undead now. I mean, they, they could do that. I don't um, expect it to happen. Uh, and the Sylvanas getting redeemed by Kalia, I'm just going to say up front, I don't think anything tremendously bad is going to happen to Sylvanas. She's going to be around for a while. She's extremely useful. She's extremely popular. I don't expect that Sylvanas, at the end of this expansion, I expect Sylvanas will be back in charge of the Forsaken. She probably won't be Warchief anymore, but she'll be back in charge of the Forsaken, which is where she'd rather be anyway. Mm. Like that's, that's her thing. That's her, that's her, I don't want to say happy place, but her particular <laughs> unhappy place. I mean, it's just, that's what she wants. But, Sylvanas has no time for happy places. <laughs> yeah. Or games. <laughs> she definitely wants to be. I, I, I see her as head of the Forsaken, and that's going to be what she's going to be doing. I don't see her getting redeemed like Kalia. For that matter, I don't know what you can call what happened to Kalia a redemption because it's not like. I mean, it, she's she's less dead than she was, but but still here's, some dead. Here's you know? what I'm it's, going to say about that. I'm going to expound on this whole Sylvanas getting redeemed like Kalia did. Okay, Kalia was a fresh corpse that 
hadn't actually mm. been brought back from the dead or anything was not undead was just a corpse and the naru shot her full of light energy and did some sort of hoodoo with anduin and alonza's foul and made this amalgamation whatever if a naru went to an undead like sylvanas and tried to shoot them full of light energy i have a feeling that they would just crumple like paper and dissolve because one of the things that we've been told and again i don't know how truthful this is maybe it's something they want to retcon i don't know but one of the things that came up in after cdev was that when an undead when a forsaken uses the light it cauterizes them it like hurts them it actually it's like searing their skin and then cauterizing it at the same time so like forsaken Wait, priests how do you get Forsaken priests wow. have a forsaken, seriously yeah. Forsaken Jeez. priests have a lot of willpower. Hardcore, hardcore. Uh, they are hardcore um, because it's not just about the devotion to the light; it's about the ability to withstand that kind of pain. And that's kind of crazy to think about when you think about it. So, something as all powerful and light filled as a Naru going to Sylvanas and going, "Poof! Here, have a bunch of light." She'd probably <laughs> just look at it really funny and then just crumple into ash. <laughs> like, in my head that's how i see this i don't i don't think if she if she gets any kind of redemption it's not going to be through that method i, I don't think it's going to be through that method so yeah like the thing about sylvanas i think if you redeem her like if you turned her into some force of good or some like you turn her back into an elf but through magic or some kind of if you do that, you're kind of undermining her storyline because her whole thing has been this, she's been put through this horrifying ordeal and she's become the, she's become what she's become. She's become this like brutal, relentless warrior on a quest for revenge and like a desire to help her people live through any means necessary, even really evil ones. And you're kind of just saying, okay, all of that stuff, it's okay now because she's good now. And I I think that just sort of undermines any storytelling you've done with Sylvanas up to this point because you're saying, ah, n- you know, now she's good. <laughs> Whatever. And it's, yeah, I don't like the feel of it. For all the I people mean, talk about, wow, having tons of redemption analogs and tons of redemption arcs, they didn't give Arthas one. Mm. They didn't give... Sylvanas won and in a way it's better for those characters to keep going than it'd be for them to suddenly go oh no just kidding when I burned Stratholme and and then I went nuts and killed all my own people and stabbed my dad yeah I'm over it now I'm cool I mean there could be something interesting there in that you could do something that kind of turns like if you turn Sylvanas back into like a living creature who wasn't devoid of emotion and empathy she would straight up go insane she would go nuts with guilt. And she that's, would straight up go crazy. And I don't think that there'd be any bringing her back from that. I don't. I mean, that could. That's the problem with that Sylvanas. Be, mm, that's the problem how with you Sylvanas. bring her back, back from the brink. It's not. It's not I even that. It's, it's not even that. It's that Sylvanas has been kind of this background character. And part of the reason she's been this background character is because when she was introduced in Warcraft 3, she wasn't really a very nice person and neither were her people. And then they brought her in in World of Warcraft and said, okay, we're going to make her part of the Horde faction. And they had these kind of things put in place where it's like, yeah, the Torin talked the Horde into bringing the Forsaken in because they thought that there was like some chance of redemption or that they could cure the Plague of Undeath or something like that. 
like that. There was like some justification provided behind it. And beyond that, we didn't see a lot of Sylvanas because the problem with a character like that is that they are so, they're like this shy. And I'm holding my fingers so close together, but you can't see it because it's a podcast. (laughs) But they are this shy of going full-blown evil. And you can't let them go full-blown evil because they're a faction leader. But you can't mm-hmm. let them go good because that'll undo well, that character that you established from day one. So where yeah, it, is the balance between the two? So Blizzard kind of like ignored the problem by focusing on other areas, other stories, told other things, let Sylvanas do her thing in the background and kind of get away with it. But now that they've brought her into the focus like this, suddenly they have to find a resolution in between that very, very, very fine line, they've got to find a solution. And it's got to be a satisfactory solution that isn't going to turn her into an unrecognizable character. Because the one thing about Sylvanas Windrunner is that she is beloved. The people that love Sylvanas love her very, very much. And if too many changes are made to her they're going to be very very angry about that so it's you don't want to pander to your audience because you don't but you don't want to do something that is necessarily untrue to the character and you don't want to leave that character in a stasis bubble so blizzard has this really interesting kind of conundrum on their hands and i'm interested in seeing what they do with sylvanas particularly for that reason because she is a complicated puzzle that's why I think, you know, in a lot of ways, bringing Gen to the forefront was a good move because mm-hmm. it gives her an actual foil. There's something, there's her, something yeah. for yeah. her to work back and forth with. But again, she's riding that really fine line. So are they going to keep her on that fine line forever? Because that makes her kind of stale. Are they going to push her one way or the other? How do they delicately do that without, you know, switching from what that character is what makes that character inherently who she is she's a fascinating character i mean i don't just because i say someone is a fascinating fascinating character doesn't mean that i'm like oh yeah i love everything that they do no i mean (laughs) i think garrosh hellscream is a fascinating character do it (laughs) i didn't care for what he did in theramore i didn't care for a lot of the stuff that garrosh did but was he a fascinating character absolutely like he had a bunch of different layers to him. There's a bunch of different stuff that you could explore, even if all of it was yeah. kind of gross. You know, it was still there. Sylvanas, yeah. Sylvanas has one thing that we haven't seen a lot of in Warcraft. Mm-hmm. She has actual pragmatism. Mm-hmm. Even when she's doing absolutely horrible things, she doesn't do absolutely horrible things because they amuse her. She does them for a goal. Does she have a goal? Yes. Is that goal possibly the most terrible goal anyone's ever had? Sure. But she has it, and she's going to do whatever it takes. I don't know if the goal of survival is a terrible goal. It's just that it runs into that whole... Yeah, I know. Immortal thing. I know, but it runs into that whole kind of question of how far is too far when it comes to survival, and should the Forsaken even survive in the first place? You know, there's a lot of existential stuff going on when it comes to Sylvanas and the Forsaken and the nature behind them, and maybe this is all a conversation that we need to have on Watch. <laughs> probably. I don't know. At any rate, yeah, it's getting to the point where we should probably stop. Yeah, yeah we're getting to the point where we should probably wrap it up here. Um, so, we're going to wrap it up for emails. We did have a couple we didn't answer, but we'll carry those over to next week. Um, again, if you enjoy our show, Consider checking out Curiosity Stream. 
You can sign up for that at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. There's a ton of different documentaries out there. You get a one-week free trial. Subscriptions start at two ninety nine a month. They add new stuff all the time. It's worth the price. It's worth the price. Plus, it'll give you something to watch while you're farming that field medic achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, you can sign up at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. Every new subscription helps support our show and everything that we do. Blizzard Watch, it's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Ann. Um, if you guys have emails for the show, please send them to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch so we know where they're for the show here that we just did. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be here next week. 